Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 27th of November, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about all the latest market news with Roman Canciani, and then I'll be speaking to Marcus Wachter, who's in our technical analysis team. And I'm looking forward to getting his latest thoughts on the markets. I'll be asking him about high yield bonds, the year end rally, and gold. But first up is Roman. Good morning, Roman, and welcome back. Good morning, Helen. Right. So let's start by talking a bit about yields, which spiked across developed markets on Friday. What can you tell us about the drivers there? Yes. uh, In an otherwise relatively quiet and uh, uneventful trading session, yields rose across the board on Friday with the uh, benchmark US 10-year Treasury yield rising almost 10 basis points uh, back towards 450, where it is still trading this morning in Asia. Most analysts I've read uh, believe that this move came on the back of Thursday's news that Germany will once again suspend its constitutional limit on net new borrowing after a national court uh, ruled that the German coalition's sort of creative ideas for budgeting were illegitimate. In fact, it's the fourth year in a row that Germany will not adhere to its uh, debt break uh, mechanism. So in the slipstream of that, uh, markets are now more afraid that the uh, supply of government that will increase in the coming month, which would, of course, push yields higher. But I think it's also worth noting that liquidity was very thin in the US on Friday. So the recent bond rally may just be showing some signs of exhaustion too. And speaking of Germany, not all the news there has been negative, I read. The IFO Business Expectations Index reached a six-month high in November, according to a report released on Friday, correct? Yes, uh, the Business Expectation Index improved for the third month in a row in November, coming in at 85.2 points, but below consensus expectations of uh, 85.8. Still, this is a six-month high and uh, perhaps a sign that uh, a recovery is just around the corner for an economy that is probably in recession. However, while business expectations appear to have found a floor, consumer spending, which has long been something of a stronghold for the local economy, is now also falling in Germany by 0.3% in the third quarter of 2023, according to another data release on Friday. Right. So as you mentioned, liquidity was generally thin towards the end of the week, not least because people were doing their Black Friday shopping, right? Do we have any news with regard to numbers there? Well, yes, I I found different data. Adobe Analytics reports that Black Friday shoppers in the US alone spent nearly 10 billion US dollars online, more than expected and about 7.5% more than last year. According to Salesforce, uh, US online sales were up 9% year on year and Canada's Shopify said global Black Friday sales were up 22%, driven by clothing, personal care and jewellery. All in all, it's probably safe to say that the overall figures are better than expected and can generally be seen as a sign that the US consumer in particular remains positive and resilient uh, despite dwindling savings and uh, historically high interest rates. As for Friday's market action, both the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq ended the day almost flat. One of the notable movers was NVIDIA, which fell around 2% on news that it had told customers in China that it would delay the launch of a new AI chip until Q1 2024. Elsewhere, healthcare stocks outperformed while telecoms lacked the broader market. 
Meanwhile, gold is trading just above 2,000 US dollars an ounce again this morning after data showed that ETF holdings have started to see modest inflows again and traders are anticipating that the Federal Reserve is done with its rate hike cycle. Oil is also in the news this morning, slightly lower, as markets try to gauge the outcome of the OPEC meeting later this week, uh, which has been postponed due to a dispute over production quotas for its African members. Okay, very good. Thanks, Roman. Um, What about markets in Asia overnight? What's the news there? Yes, after a positive start to the trading day, markets came under pressure after data showed that profits at China's industrial companies rose at a much slower pace than expected in October. Uh, Overall, Asian equities are down around 0.5% this morning. Uh, One thing that caught my eye was the positive news that China's huge rollout of solar and wind energy projects in its deserts is likely to allow it to peak emissions well ahead of its 2030 deadline, increasing the planet's chances of keeping global temperatures in check. All right. And looking forward to this week in financial markets then, what should investors be looking out for? Well, it's still earnings season and uh, this week, uh, Salesforce on Wednesday and Dell Technologies on Thursday report their figures. They'll be scrutinized, among other things, for how much corporate IT spending has tightened in the current environment. Both companies are expected to report slower revenue growth. And uh, cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike is also due to report tomorrow, uh, Tuesday after the market closes. uh, And their analysts will be keen to find out if Big companies are ramping up spending to prevent corporate hacks. There have just been so many as of late. In terms of economic data, it's another inflation-heavy week ahead uh, with Eurozone figures for November due tomorrow and the US personal consumption expenditures for October on Thursday. But in terms of inflation, markets seem to have become pretty sanguine in recent weeks, uh, so nervousness ahead of these numbers remains low. That said, a look at the futures board shows that markets are in for a day of consolidation after the rally over the past weeks. So US stock market futures point towards an opening slightly in the red this afternoon. That's it from me. Excellent. Thank you very much, Roman, for the nice roundup to start the week. Thank you very much, Helen. Now, Marcus, good morning to you and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Helen. Let's start with fixed income, Marcus. And I want to talk about high yield bonds because we've seen European and US high yield bonds trading at new 52 week highs recently. What does this tell us, do you think? What happens next? Yeah, the charts for the US and uh, European high yield bonds are looking quite strong. Um, we have uh, done an analysis in the past, we have seen um, good performance and seen this more as a risk on signal. So currently the US and European high yield bonds have outperformed the government bonds around 5% on a year-to-date basis. And we see, especially on the European side, there is clear readings that there is a message for risk on. So stocks are performing better after highs in the European high yield bonds. Okay, so risk on. So this also supports the year-end rally then, is that right? I mean, equity markets are having a good month so far. So do you think this is set to continue? This is another uh, supporting signal for a year-end rally. We further see uh, in um, a couple of indices, uh, especially like the S&P 500, the euro stocks, we see a momentum bottom, medium-term momentum bottom has formed, which confirms also that uh, the year-end rally is going on and is another supporting signal for its likelihood to continue. 
Okay. And one last question on gold, because I spoke to Carsten Menke and Tim Gagey about gold last week. So it'd be great to get your thoughts on this as well from a technical perspective, Marcus. Where do you see the gold price going from here? We have seen basically a strong recovery from the 1,800 level where the gold price, it's a 200-day moving average. And we are back at just above 2,000. So we have been failing at 2,075 in 2020 and in 2022 and in 2023. So they formed a triple top there. So for that, we would need to really go above the 2,075. Another two headwinds we see on the gold market is the the underperformance versus the S&P 500. Um, so in an underperformance versus the S&P 500, usually the returns of gold have been uh, rather muted. And uh, also inflows into exchange-traded funds have recently or have in the past not uh, been that high. So that is also um, a headwind for the gold price. Okay. Thanks very much, Marcus, for the update this morning. Thanks for having me, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone. And bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.